Hello, and welcome to the January edition of the Private Finance ESG 5 in 5 podcast, the podcast in which we spend five minutes exploring the five key ESG trends set to shape the market this month. I'm Daniela Siritz, Director, Securitas Product Structuring, and this month I'll be providing a special 5 in 5 spotlight on key trends for ESG securitization. The first point I want to talk about is the much-discussed topic of what constitutes an ESG securitization. Market participants who've been following this space closely, and perhaps even those who are only loosely aware of the detail, will be familiar with the healthy debate, i.e., should a securitization merit the label green or social when the underlying asset pool is not, provided that an appropriately documented commitment is given by the originator to apply the securitization proceeds towards a green or social project. This issue remains one of the most fundamental, but it does seem as if a clear picture is about to be painted. On the regulatory side, we have indications that a use of proceeds model is likely to be accepted. This assessment stems both from preliminary policy statements made by the EBA, which is tasked with preparing a report on the development of a sustainable securitization framework, and the ECB, who separately endorsed a view that the definition of a green securitization can include structures where the bond proceeds would be allocated to eligible green projects, whilst the collateral may not necessarily be green. In addition, ICMA is currently consulting on amending the definition of green social securitization specifically to cater for the use of proceeds model. And finally, AFMI has also publicly adjusted its stance in this debate and now proposes to advocate for both models to be eligible green securitizations under the EU green bond principles. This is rewarding for those of us who have contributed to the industry work and will hopefully lead to a wider range of transactions being recognized for their ESG credentials. My second key trend to watch for is around disclosure and how ESG information is disseminated. Back in March 2021, AFMI coordinated the production of a due diligence questionnaire aimed at streamlining anticipated information requests by investors. We have now seen this questionnaire being deployed, certainly for the first time that I'm aware, in connection with the launch of an RMBS. And what's particularly noteworthy is the fact that the underlying transaction is not even being marketed as an ESG-labeled deal. We see this as a very positive market development. No doubt the questionnaire will be updated and refined over time, but the principle of collating ESG information upfront in a consistent, transparent manner will help drive the market. This segues easily into the third trend worth picking up on, which is the level of sophistication of investor queries. Not that there was any serious doubt anymore, but ESG comes up time and time again at issuer investor meetings. We know investors need to understand, filter, and ultimately demonstrate how they're integrating ESG factors into the investment process, even of non-labeled transactions. And they will continue to push to receive the necessary information, which typically covers not just the assets, but the originator policy and approach as well. So the onus is now on issuers to ensure they're suitably prepared. Moving on to the fourth key issue, although admittedly not an area where we see movement in the immediate future, Uh, This is about regulatory benefits for issuing or possibly holding exposures in ESG securitizations. For now, decision makers are watching the evolving market, gathering of evidence around performance, etc. The EBA is mandated under the Capital Requirements Regulation to assess if a dedicated prudential treatment of ESG-related exposures will be justified. This report is due in 2023, but given the complexity and potential impact of this work, the EBA is expected to conduct it in two phases. First, by publishing a discussion paper, and then by considering feedback received 
to finalize the report. As per the EBA's 2019 action plan, that discussion paper is scheduled to be initiated this year, and that would certainly be something to look out for. And finally, my last key ESG trend for securitization is to look at sustainability-linked securitizations. This is a separate set of principles that goes beyond looking at transactions for green or social credentials and focuses more on sustainability indicators, whereby it's critical to ensure that each indicator is actually relevant in the context of a specific exposure and helpful to ESG investors. While still revolving, ICMA has provided guidance on how to identify relevant sustainability KPIs for ABS, with initial focus given to auto loans, RMBS and CMBS, as those are assets where there's a stronger sense that standards can be precisely assessed. Thanks for listening to this month's Private Finance ESG 5 in 5. I hope you found it useful. As always, please be sure to check out our monthly newsletter linked in the description for more on the key ESG trends shaping the market this month. And if you like this episode, please follow the channel and click the notification bell so you can get future episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks again and see you next time.